Hello, faithful. Good afternoon. Uh, good evening. Good morning, wherever you may be at on this planet, because we are worldwide. Okay, no pit bull, no distant pit bull, but we do this and we cool. Who watches Ron? All right, I'm gonna stop. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to ISD this week. You are here with Devon Pierce. Um, I'm trying to you cannot join us this week, but that is okay. We're gonna keep the show rolling. How you feeling, bro? Pretty good, man. What episode, what quarantine episode is this? Shit, let me look real quick. This is low key like number 10. No, let me see because some of them haven't been in quarantine for more than 10 weeks. Yeah, it's been like three months, hasn't it? Almost about to be. Let me see. So, quarantine volume one. Uh, Jordan, a Jordan Spars, aka Heavy Bud Light, will be two. Conspiracies R Us is three. Eight Logan is four. Coralie is five. The 420 episode is six. Ken Marie is seven. Oh, I miscounted. Quarantine volume nine. Really, it should be quarantine volume eight. So this is the ninth episode of quarantine. This is the ninth episode. This is our ninth week of quarantine. But how how are you feeling on week nine? Um the same way I've been feeling since probably like week five. You know, I don't know, man. I just I just want to get it over with. I want to get it over with. I want to go back to how things used to be. But the thing is, like, I don't think it's ever going to go back to how it was, you know. <clears throat> like, I definitely think there's going to be a lot of um, changes being made and how things are ran, how, you know, uh, but the, how much people can be in one area and stuff like that, you know, because <clears throat> I'm hearing things like there, the coronavirus is, is going to be an issue for like, it's not just going to stop. In a couple months like it's gonna be an issue for a while yeah and you know i think they were talking about like concerts won't be like allowed until like next year and shit like yeah. that. nuts you know so i mean it sucks because like i want to go to all i just want to go back and do all the shit i wanted to do like i was supposed to go to miami last week oh you were supposed to go to rolling loud miami but you know that obviously didn't happen so you know i mean i'm just kind of tired of being home which is, but which sounds like stupid because like you're at home. Like I got, I'm literally on the computer right now as I'm talking to you. But like, I don't know, man. It's just it sucks. It's hard. Yeah, to, is it, it, it is it's depressing. It blows. Uh, I want to go to the gym. I want to actually be out and about amongst the people. The the thing I miss the most besides like my friends. I mean, I I do see Von Trella where we work at, but besides like my friends like you guys it's just literally the gym because i was literally in a groove in the gym like i was going three damn like three days a week consistently getting up to that fourth day like i was building that habit up and the time actually and this shows you you got to strike while the iron's hot because had i built the habit up way before just now of course to be going quarantine you know what i'm saying had i already been going to the gym i wouldn't feel the way i feel now i wouldn't feel salty yeah because you don't get time <laughs> i feel stupid but now that like this is happening kind of makes you really appreciate time more like damn i wish i would have went to the gym more but now i can't wait to go back to the gym once all open back up yeah man I'm, I'm i really cannot wait to go back to the gym i mean i've been working out at the crib you know and doing what i can but i mean it, it's it, going back to the gym again that first like real good pump is gonna feel amazing oh man yes. i can't even imagine it but it's, what's gonna be funny and what's gonna be interesting is seeing all the people going back to the gym that didn't work out at all during this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely going to tell who still was doing shit at home and who just ate and drank and smoked the whole time, you know? So Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be kind of... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's going to be kind of annoying, like how it is on New Year's when you go to the gym regularly and then some people want to come on New Year's and this is just a shit ton of people. Like, that shit is low-key back up. Yeah, it's just like all y'all here temporarily. Now I gotta wait for a few weeks for y'all to leave so I can go back to normal, so I can get to my machines faster, get to the bike faster. I get to hoop more once all y'all like leave. I'm not trying to diss nobody who wants to be in shape. Go do do what you gotta do for the people that are just gonna be there and then not actually fall through with it and more just in the way. Come on, man, hurry up and just get your ass on. Yeah, bro, man. I've been seeing all types of people. <laughs> yeah, man, just I'm just looking at him like, what are you doing? But I mean, I, I excuse me, I can't. I don't. I try not to judge people when they're at the gym, unless like they're just doing like the stupidest shit, you know. Like I've seen people go to the gym and like go on one machine, kind of like fuck around on that one, then go somewhere else, fuck around on that one for like a set, and it's like there's no consistency in what they're doing. So I'm just like, what are you doing? You know, like what you, you know. But uh, I'm I, I never judge anyone who 
may not be may not look good working out you know what i'm saying whether they're overweight or not lifting a lot or you know can't go as hard as other people like i mean as long as you're in there moving as long as you're in there sweating that's all that matters you know like not everyone's gonna it doesn't fucking matter what other people look like next to you when they're working out as long as you're doing what you need to do facts facts if you're in the gym and you are trying then it don't matter what we say as long as you're in there trying for the people who are in there to not try and i'm gonna come for like a week or so and then stop going it's like damn okay well yeah right <laughs> feel free to leave whenever you feel me but the gym is a place for it's not a place to socialize i mean you can't socialize it don't get me wrong but when you go there, you go there to better yourself. Some people really treat the gym working out like a religion. And I get it because this time in quarantine is allowed me to reflect and really put more emphasis on taking care of myself and have more like self-respect for myself and my body and things that I want on my body for my life. Because it's more than just looking good or being a competition or comparing yourself to somebody else. It's literally, excuse me, it's literally making yourself the best self that you can. You only get one body, you only get one life. And you got to make sure you look that shit as much as you can until... You are ready to take off. You mm. know what I'm saying? That's real. 100%. 100%. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Every time, whenever I see, you know, posts online about, oh, you know, what, you know, people who are in like their 40s or 50s, like what advice would you give, you know, 20 year old? What advice would you give, you know, people who have aren't 30 yet or whatever the case is? And like one of the, every time it without fail, one of the things they say is take care of your body, exercise now before it gets too late because it's so much easier to maintain a level of fitness at a later age than to try to get fit when you're 55 you know and you got a a huge beer belly you know and you haven't lifted you know weights any type of consistently for 20 years you know what i'm saying like you're not even gonna Mm -hmm. want to do that so just start even like and just like basic shit like walk and taking a walk stretching which is huge by the way stretching i've been i've been trying to stretch um every day when i get up I've been, i'm on like a i think 27 days i've been doing it feels good i mean you know i'm not gonna sit here and say like i'm a gymnast or anything like that but i definitely have seen slight improvements but stretching is is i, would, I wouldn't even be surprised if that's more important than just lifting weights in general like yeah stretching is mad important man People just don't do it. I didn't do it for the longest fucking time. For the longest time. And I can tell now when I'm trying to start doing it now, I feel how stiff I am. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Thank God I started. Yeah, uh, I definitely don't be stretching. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I don't. I, I definitely don't. I, I need to start because that's more important than fucking, like you said, getting bigger. Stretching gives you flexibility. You get injured less when you're stressed. There's, there's so many things that, uh, when you're stretched, excuse me, there's so many things that you can do with, with stretching. And it helps you get your blood flowing. It helps out a lot. And the fact that I don't stretch, I'm not going to lie. Like, like, you ever hear somebody talk about something you know you're not doing, and they, but they're talking to you like you are right now, and you'd be like, ah, I should be doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's low-key how I feel. But just because I got to start doing it. I got to apply myself and put more into it. Yeah, man. It's just a, it's just something you got to, you got to, you have to do, you know? Like, for the first, now it's like almost a habit. Like, I feel weird not doing it. So that's why I just make a point to do it. Like, I wake up. Like, I've actually been trying to start my day with, like, going maybe, like, an hour without looking at my phone, you know, or mm. watching TV or going on the computer. Just kind of giving yourself some time just to be alone with yourself or your thoughts, you know what I'm saying? And not just instant. Because, bro, I, there's, during the, in the beginning of the quarantine, bro, and before, even before that, like, I literally would wake up and I would just be, I would grab my phone instantly and go on whatever social media is and i would just be in bed for like an hour scrolling i'm like what am i bro like i literally wake up and stare at a screen that's the first thing i look at i'm like that's and not be good for you you know like i want to i'm not trying to have that be what i do every morning which what which is what i was doing every morning for like like damn probably years you know what i'm saying so like i've been trying to kind of stay away from doing that in the morning and trying to just uh do some something that's good for me every morning. You know what I'm saying? Start to start the day off right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, man. I mean, I feel like a lot of people should be trying to, you know, and obviously everyone's situation is different, but I feel like everyone should be trying to take this time just to reset themselves. You know? Yeah, and be better at something. So, like for me, like my reset has been um, 
a skill. Like I said, DJing, I'm trying to develop. So that's more of a skill I'm putting more time into. There's there's a lot of things people should be doing. Like I know you were telling me you've been meditating as well. Yeah, bro. I've been meditating. I've been trying to uh, push or lengthen the times. To, so I started off with like 10 minutes, 10 minutes. And then I started, now I'm doing 15 minutes, you know, and now uh, I'm going to probably do 20 minutes, but yeah, bro, it feels good meditating, man. Just nice. Just kind of just to be with your thoughts, you know, and then just take a breather, you know, kind of bring yourself back to reality a little bit. But I mean, there's meditation for all types of different things. I mean, I have this app called Headspace. This is what I use. And uh, I think I've sent you the link to it before, but like they have so many different programs depending on what you want to do. They have like a productivity one, a creativity one. They have a, like happiness, you know, just all types of stuff. And it's just everyday, you know, meditation, something you can do. But Brett, like, don't even take it from me. Like, there's plenty of people that vouch for meditation, you know, just for just to keep sane, just to kind of ground you a little bit. It does it does do a lot, even if it feels like it's not doing anything. It really does, man. It really does. Definitely. Do you feel like a big difference as you go throughout your day? Um, I feel like I'm a little bit more present, you know, with where I'm at. You feel me? Like I'm not so much think of it like this. The other the other day I was or yesterday I was watching The Last Dance. Did you see it all? Have you seen it all? Hell yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. But they are saying that one of the things that Michael Jordan is like You was about to violate me if I didn't know low key. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you haven't watched? No. What the fuck you mean, bro? Come on. But uh, um, he was saying like one of the things Michael Jordan does so well that so many other people can't do is just be present in the moment. You know, like he, mm-hmm. like, why would I think of a shot that I haven't even taken yet? You know, because he's only focusing on what's going on right now and at that moment. You know, so that's kind of what's helped. Get frustrated. Sorry. Ooh. But uh, that's meditation's helped me with that. Just kind of being a little bit more present in the moment and not thinking about something that may not even happen, you know, like there's no point in thinking about something that hasn't happened yet. If you think about it, cause it hasn't fucking happened yet, but what is happening. And I've, I've mentioned this before, what is happening and what's guaranteed is right now. There's no guarantee of, of, of an hour from now. And what happened last an, an hour before has already happened and it's done. You know, you can't change that. So the only thing that you should really be worrying about and focusing on is what is going on in that moment, you know, definitely. And Focusing on the moment, focusing on what's important. And that's and that's one thing that separates a lot of the greats is that when you talk about, you know, Mike and Kobe and Braun, yeah, they're physically gifted. They're all built that way. But the thing that really separates them is mentally. Because there are other six, 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 seven, six, eight dudes who can play basketball. Of course. And of course, everybody start everyone has to tie their shoes up the same way every day, no matter who you are. Everyone at some point in time sucks. But it's all about the hard work and it's all about the focus. Yeah, man. I mean, I think just, you know, taking, watching The Last Dance and, you know, when Kobe passed and stuff like that, it, it, which is still, it's just fucking crazy, man. Like, you don't feel real at all. Bro, when I saw Kobe on the on the documentary, I was just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe he's gone, man. But like... Yeah, man. It, like, it, it, it just don't feel right at all. Not, 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 not at all. It doesn't feel right at all. It feels it feels weird. Like this whole year has been shitty. But you know, one thing that I feel like I'm trying to take from that tragedy and you know, watching the last dance and then looking at my like absolute idol, you know what I'm saying? I was watching yeah. it how he worked is is to be success if you really want to dominate your field and whatever, it doesn't necessarily have to be athletics, but if you really want to dominate your field, you have to have a certain mentality. You know, yeah. like you can't always be friends with everybody. You could be friends like off outside of the off the court. Kobe, right? You know, everybody knows Kobe. He was everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. I mean, but on the court and in practice, it was dog eat dog. You know, and I think that's something that a lot of people kind of have a hard time with. You know, because they don't want to be seen as an asshole or you know a dick or or mean. You know what I'm saying, and and some, and but the thing is, some people can't don't understand. Like if we're if we're playing a game, say me and you are playing basketball with some people, right? And you know mm-hmm. you're just going extra hard, like you're just you just want to win. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not being an asshole, but you're just want to win. So you're playing hard. I personally, if we're on the different different teams, and you know you're talking shit to me, whatever the case is, or you hit a shot in my face, and you and you're like, you know, let's fucking go, blah blah. 
I know that's just your competitiveness, and I'm not going to look at you any differently once we leave the court. Because I would be doing right. the same shit. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of people that can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, they can't handle when someone is being like that, you know, being loud, being aggressive for whatever reason that they take it personally, which it usually never is, you know, unless it, unless there is a reason it is personal, then that's something that you guys got to deal with. But a lot of the time it's not personal. It's just, I'm trying to win, you know, like we could be, we could be best friends off the court, but if we're on different teams on the court, you're not my friend anymore. You're my enemy, you know? And I think that's the reality that a lot of people don't have. I'm not saying I have that mentality because I'm I'm learning I'm learning how to implement that from watching people like watching like people like Michael Jordan and and learning about Kobe and how he just kind of handled himself and other greats in the game as well. But you have to have a certain killer mentality. You have to care only about you and yourself. I feel like at that point and making sure that you get to where you want to go. You know because if you are too nice, people are going to trample over you, man. People because people are trying to get you know to a certain level themselves. So if you're just letting everyone get to that level and you're like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll get there one day. No, you won't, bro. No, you're not, you know, because you're not taking what's yours at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You're hoping someone gives it to you, hands it to you. It's just like, oh, hey, bro, it's your turn now. Like, no, bro, like, I'll, I, I will let you know when it's my turn. Like, I don't need your permission. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll take, I'll get what I want. You don't have to, you don't have to be like, okay, your turn now. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I don't need that. And I think that's a lot, what a lot of people kind of need to, need to think Mm -hmm. about and, and mentality wise need to kind of incorporate into their own mental when doing their, you know, chasing their dreams or doing what they want to do is, bro, you got to take it, bro. Cause no one's going to give it to you. You have to take, you have to work. You have to have that kind of mentality. 100 percent speaking of the last dance how did you feel about um last night's episode one i'm sad that it's over it went by really yeah, fast. I wish more episodes yeah bro um and i thought about this last night it was originally scheduled to start in june and shout out to espn and the nba for this well i guess primarily espn but but their original plan was to release a documentary after the finals and i just put this together last night because it was supposed to come out till june like mid-june but then the finals Ended in June. So we were going to have, I think the way it was going to go, it was going to go rest of the season, NBA finals, if my math, if, if my math is right. Then we get the last dance documentary. Then we get the draft. And then we get the combine or uh, or the summer league. Yeah, like, so, that would have been, yeah, been dope. Did you hear? I just saw that they're, I guess they're, they're re-releasing game six. Uh, <laughs> yes, in HD. HD with un- un- uh, unseen footage that the last dance cameras captured. So that's going to be kind of cool. That's going to be super fire. I'm definitely down to watch that. I think that um, as a diehard sports fan, this is like our fix. I know for me, me when it comes on, me and my dad were like, you know, we told my mom, like, yo, like from 8 to 10 p.m. I'm off the clock. I'm unavailable. <laughs> don't call, don't text, don't knock, nothing. I'm unavailable. You can't see me. I'm not here. <laughs> you no. feel me? So for real. We, um, huh? No, I was just going to say, like, when I'm watching that, like, I don't want to do anything else. You know, like, I don't want to go link. Yeah. I don't want to, like, I'm just watching the last dance, man. It's so, it just consumes you in a way, you know, to where you just want to keep going. I guarantee, bro, if, if all 10 episodes came out, I would have watched them all in one day. I would have sat Same. in my for 10 hours <laughs> watching it. That's how, that's how just interesting it was, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was really good to see the psyche of Mike. Um and to see the whole behind the team thing and this uh, this is also good for non sports fans to understand and you know even the sports fans such as myself to understand how difficult and how hard it can be to maintain a championship team how the you think it's so easy to just suppress the ego and not deal with personalities when in reality we have a hard time dealing with each other here on a human level so trying to go out there win win over and over again other teams are better coming back at you you're working harder practice every day. You're going as hard as you can. You're doing everything that you can. And all of a sudden it's like, damn, well, we're just going to break you guys up. And then say you don't win after all that. That's even worse. Then you feel like, damn, some some people feel like they're wasting their time. You know what I'm saying? Like I've worked all this hard and now I have this base and I develop my jump shot. I got this dribble. I'm doing so many different other things. But yet you can't, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't finish the job. Like I'm sure that's how Golden State felt. And I'm sure that's how the Bulls felt when they got eliminated by Orlando. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it just really, I liked how in-depth it was. Besides the great camera work, it just showed every single angle of the team. You know what? He just focused on Mike, which I have no issue with if it was. But I, I, it shows. I'm happy he didn't focus on Mike. Like, exactly. There's already so many, and I'm a huge Mike fan, but there's already so many documentaries already about the man. You know what I'm saying? But it's not about Mike. It's about the Bulls and the last dance. So I'm glad that they, different episodes kind of focus on different people, different aspects. Because, I mean, like, if that was if, if that was the case, it is focused on Jordan. Then it's like just it's just another Jordan documentary, you know. And you're and then you're sitting there basically saying that he won the championship when it wasn't him; it was the whole team. It was the whole exactly. Scotty, Mike, the trainers, Phil, everybody, and I think he goes to show you the importance of a team effort because Mike. There are times where Mike shot the ball back. There are times where Mike just couldn't have done everything he could for to will this team to win. Like, there's a lot of shit that goes into that. So for them to, for everyone to sit there and say, oh, Mike's the only reason, Mike was the only reason. Mike was a major cause, don't get it wrong, but even when Mike was gone, Scotty still carried the torch. And if, had there not been that bad call or something happened against New York, the Bulls would probably went to the finals. Yeah. No, we, we would have we went to the finals because uh, that was the Eastern Conference Finals they lost in the Knicks that year, correct? Or the semis? I believe it was the finals. I believe it was, I believe it was the Conference oh, Finals. So. No, 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 because in Orlando go, that year, you're right. They did go that year to play Houston. Semi finals because that was semi. Yeah. They were going to New York, so then New York played Orlando and all that. Yeah, and that Orlando team whopped them. I, I honestly, that Orlando team was so raw, bro. That is one of my favorite right. teams in NBA history. They didn't win something, to be honest. I know. I'm kind of sad that they didn't. Like, I would have wished that they would have because at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying when you talk about what ifs or not, that team was stacked. Penny, D. Scott, Nick Anderson, uh, Shaq, just Penny and Shaq alone, just in terms of just raw ability and just the fact that they were just dominating everybody and how they were as a tandem is crazy. I'm so sad that they didn't get a chance to get their ring. Yeah, man. But, I mean, a lot of people didn't get a ring in the 90s, bro, because of a certain team. (laughs) I can even imagine, like, the frustration I would feel facing the Bulls and just being so close, but you just can't. Because Mike, man, like I can't yeah. imagine frustration. I'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> so fucking. Yeah. But I mean, for me, like, and I'm sure for a lot of the players during that era, and even even people just watching the, the documentary, for me, that'd be if I if I know, like, all right, boom, like we lost to the Bulls last year in the semifinals. Like that's not happening this year. You know, I would train so hard, like mm-hmm. just so hard, man. Like I don't know. I feel like if I was a professional athlete. I would just train all the time, man. Like I would, I would stay after practice, shoot or, or hit baseballs or do whatever I was doing, hit tennis balls. You know, I would just, I would always put in extra work because I'd want to be the best. You feel me? <laughs> and like, if and if you're just doing what everyone else is doing, then there's no way you can be the best unless you just hope, you know, hoping your natural talent signs through, which it may, but I mean, everybody knows that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Thanks. You know? Exactly. So I think I think that there's something that probably did put in hours and did work hard. But at the end of the day, they are uh, they are still like human. So there are definitely times you want to take times off. But I have definitely heard of stories of players getting to the pros. and they just kind of coasting it and not putting in the work that got them there or not still not staying after. Like in that footage, you saw Steve Kerr take a shot to the empty gym. A lot of times we saw Mike in the gym. Yeah, we saw practice scenes, but we saw with Mike in an empty gym. Kobe so, in an empty gym shooting with a broken hand. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yes. Those are the things. I'm sure LeBron's been probably works after. I mean, we already know how much LeBron puts, how much money he puts into his body. So I can only imagine how much work. I mean, but it's all these superstars, bro. I mean, you see the superstars, like exactly Levine, for example. And he's not even the only one. But I mean, Brad, that man puts in work, bro. Like if you go on his Instagram, it's nothing but work all the time. But it, and it shows on the court, you know. And then you got other players that, you know, may, instead of putting their, you know, their workouts, not that they aren't working out, but instead of, you know, doing that and focusing on that in the off season, they're out, you know, vacationing, partying, doing this, doing that, which is cool too, you know, and they still beat my ass. So I'm not even trying to say that they're <laughs> ass, but like, I think you can clearly tell when some people just care a little bit more about the legacy that they leave. And some people just are, they're just happy that they're there and they're like, all right, bet like I'm getting millions of dollars. Like I'll, I'll practice, you know, and I'll, I'll maintain where I, I'll, I'll maintain my level of skill but I'm not interested in, in going further than that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
which is crazy to think about how someone would not want to get better at something or not want at least want to learn about it. Like, if I'm not going to do it, I'd at least be interested to learn about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like obviously, if I'm a like if I'm Shaq, there's a chance I'm not probably never going to play point guard because I'm Shaquille O'Neal. But at the same time, I want to learn so much about the point guard position that it does not matter whether I do it or not. I just want to be able to understand the game, understand what I do. Yeah. Yep. So, um, now out of all of the uh, moments in the last dance, what was your favorite moment? <sighs> See, hearing Michael Jordan cry when he won on Mother's mm. Day. I've seen the picture. I've seen the picture. But right. I, I never, and everyone obviously knew he was crying, but then actually hearing him like sobbing on the ground, it's just kind of like, damn. Like that must have really felt, that must have really meant so much to him to win on that specific day, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that probably was one of the more powerful moments for me out of the whole documentary. That and the seeing Michael talk shit to everybody, bro. Yeah. But he was disrespectful as fuck, man. Disrespectful as fuck. I don't understand how people wouldn't give that back, man. Like I just some and I guess it just depends on the type of person. The type of person you are. Maybe you're not a trash talker. Maybe, you know, that's just not who you know, you're too nice, whatever the case is. But if I, someone's talking like that to me, like I'm gonna be talking right back. I'm not gonna let them punk me. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of players didn't let Mike do that. You know, I mean, take Steve Kerr, for example, they got in a whole fist fight. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, that was just kind of cool to see just everyone talking shit and seeing how he was really pushing everybody. Because it makes sense, man. If you're playing with Mike, like he expects a certain level of uh, just certain level out of everybody on the team. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to make sure everyone performs as they should, or at least he's going to try to get them to perform as they should. Yeah, definitely. And um, even when you got stuff like the way he treated Scott Burrell, you have to be a competitor to understand the fact that that was all out of love. That wasn't him just trying to treat people like shit or him trying to shit on anybody. That was all from a place of love and care. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, like, and he even, Mike has even said in the, in the uh, documentary, like he was just doing it so then he could get that fire out of him. He wasn't just doing it. He was like, yeah, I like being a dick. He was like, no, I'm doing it so I can get this, this fire out of Scott so he can want to bring it back to me. You know what I'm saying? He he wants to show me that's what he was doing it for. So yeah, it, it was, it's all out of the love of the game and love of competition and just wanting people to perform at their best. You know what I'm saying? Which I feel like everyone would want that. You know, if I'm a leader of a team, if I'm the best player on a team or a leader of a team, like I'm going to want, I'm going to call you out when you didn't perform. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I, probably, I don't know if I'd be an asshole about it, but I'm definitely not going to just let it slide. I'm like, bro, like you weren't doing, you should have, you, you could have gotten that ball, but you you didn't hustle hard enough. Like, why didn't you do that? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever the case is. Like, so, yeah, I, I get it, man. And I'm sure other people do, too, bro. I'm sure a lot of people, like, understand, you know, especially people that have played sports or people that are just super competitive, you know, or even somewhat competitive. Like, you definitely get it when your team isn't doing what they should be doing. Like, yeah, you're going to want them to – you're going to want to bring them up to that level. Hmm. 100%. And it takes that kind of person who's going to be the bad guy to actually make everybody better mm-hmm. versus just everyone kind of pussyfooting around and being like, oh, well, do your best next time and do your best next time and stuff like that. You know, that brings me to a good conversation. You know, how do you feel about like second place trophies and like second place medals? Like, how, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? Since we're on the topic of competition. I, mean, I guess like for the Olympics, that's one thing because that still is a huge accomplishment, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess if you are you talking more from a standpoint of like for children, just uh, sure, yeah, children or competition in general. Competition some in general. people feel like some people feel like if I didn't get first place, I didn't win. Yeah, but I mean that's are, the, personally, yeah. like yeah, I mean like if you get second place, like what is that? Cool, you're almost good enough. Like I, I don't need to. See, I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> why would you want that? You know, um, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess it. I guess it's it's an accomplishment in itself to be one of the best, you know. So that in itself is an accomplishment. So I get, yeah, I could see people, you know, wanting that. Like for the Olympics, for example, like if I if I get second place in a, in the in the hundred meter sprint, you know, and, I, and I'm going against Usain Bolt, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, like it's I would love to beat this man, but just being second place. The one of the, one of the fastest people in the world is still something that you can brag about. Like no one's gonna <laughs> no one's gonna shit on you for having a silver medal. You feel me? Mm-hmm. 
So I, I don't know, man, like personally for me, like it, it's, I, of course I'd want, I want the gold. I want the first place. Um, and I probably, I don't know if I would hold a second place trophy as near and dear to my heart, but if, if there's rankings, that's one thing, but if it's like the finals and it's like, all right, we got the championship team and then the team that didn't win, like, I don't, I wouldn't expect the team that didn't win to get anything because they didn't win. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't even want that. If I was, if I was in the championships and I lost, my team lost, I'm like, I don't want, why would I commemorate, why would I want them to commemorate my, me losing to this team? Like, I don't want nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think they're kind of stupid, uh, depending on what the situation is and what the, what the competition is and stuff like that. But if you're just give handing everyone out, handing out trophies and, medals to everyone just so no one feels left out and it's like there's no point that's not the point of competition in sports you know yeah because there's a winner and loser but if you're gonna give everyone medals and trophies and stuff and say everyone's a winner well that's not true you know and that's instilling bad things you know because then you're gonna expect everyone to kind of get the same treatment and be coddled a little bit which is that's just not how life is you know at all at all. Like, you brought up a good point about the Olympics. Because um, there's hundreds of pe- people only see the Olympics and they only see like the 12 or 16 people that are competing or whatever, or like however many are in that heat or race that make it to the finals. But to get to the Olympics, you have to literally compete with thousands of other people. You may not directly compete with like right next to them, but thousands of other people to get to the point where you're at. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go still go compete with the world's best. Usain Bolt is a great point. For me, since I'm a swimmer, Mike Phelps. If I've been swimming since I was like 11 years old and I'm swimming and I'm going hard, I'm doing everything I can. Like, I'm great. I qualify for state. I get all these state recognitions. I go to club teams. I qualify. World champion, all that, right? I'm great. Like, like I'm the man. But I get to the Olympics and there's somebody else there that's just the man like me. Of course, I'm still going to want first place. But if I end up getting second or getting third, I'm going to take what I can. I'm going to be grateful for what I got because I know, one, I'm still better than a lot of other people. But then also... It took Michael Phelps to, for me to not get number one. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think it all depends on the perception of what you view of uh, <clears throat> is how you take things. Perception is everything. So for me, I'm perceived that as, yeah, I didn't get first place, but it took Michael Phelps or Ryan Lochte or whomever to stop me from getting that number one spot. So really, I'm not tripping. It's, it's going to suck because, yeah, I wanted that first place, but eventually I'm going to be like, you know what, man, I'm going to accept this, but just know I'm, I'm going to be back. Exactly. Because it's going to serve as motivation for me to come back and get that number one next time. Exactly. And that's what it should, that's how it should serve, you know, as, as motivation to come back stronger and better the next time you guys compete. So you can prove to them that you're better, you know, that's how it should be. Not everyone's going to take it like that. You know, not everyone's able to just kind of find inspiration uh, out, of, out of losses, you know, or, or, or not getting certain recognition. So I guess it depends on the person. And then again, it, it really all depends on the type of competitor you are. Cause not everyone's on the same level of competition or on the same level of competitiveness. You know, you got some people that really don't give a fuck and you're there just trying to play for fun. You got people that are trying to win, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just really depends on that level, you know? So I could easily see why some people are like, why are you taking that so hard? But it's like, cause like, I don't like losing, you know, like, so I'm going to take it differently than you are, you know? And uh, you can even see that in, in, in today's sports, like just because these are all top athletes, you can tell, like, I remember when Dwight Howard uh, a couple years ago, like there was some, like he, um, I forgot it was one of the teams he was on, but the coaches was upset with him because he wasn't like upset after a loss, you know, like he would lose and he would just kind of be like, Oh, whatever. You know? And it's just like, like how, why are you not mad that you're, we just lost this game that we're losing. Like you think that you would kind of have that chip on your shoulder and because you mm. don't, and because you're just kind of all lackadaisical about it and don't really care, then it's like, it, it's going to be hard for you to get to that level, you know, your top level, because your that drive isn't there, you know? A loss to you is whatever. So a loss in the finals would be whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, But if you took every loss hard and worked hard after every loss to get better, then you do deserve to get to that top spot. You know what I'm saying? Because you clearly care and you take this seriously versus someone who just happened to be not that Dwight Howard just happened to be the NBA because he's obviously a great player. But I'm just saying like someone who just happened to have the right attributes to get there, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. But again, 
they got some perception. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're someone who allows something to consume you and you let it be you and you let it like become your life, you're never really going to properly succeed at what you're trying to do. You need a balance. You need an in and you need an out for whatever it is that you're doing. So whether it be <clears throat> sports, radio, acting, like if you just sit there and do it 100%, don't take any breaks or don't find love somewhere else, you're going to be fucked. Of course. Big time fucked. And I think that maybe that's what Dwight Howard was going for. He was going for a balance of, yeah, we didn't lose, but man, he probably could have been happy about something else. Now, granted, he could have just been dicking around. Because now if you want to lose a team, you lose eight, eight in a row and you don't care. Okay, that's different. Like you need to be competitive. Yeah, that's different. That's different, I guess. Right. Right, but but I mean, if you're a winning team, like like I'm sure the Warriors were not mad after every time they lost a game. Yeah, you want to win every game, but I'm sure they weren't just like fuck. Like, I mean, I don't know, bro. It depends on the type of person, bro. Because like, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like for me, like I would want to, if I could, I'd want to win every single game. So I may not be like super depressed, you know, after a loss. If I know, I would definitely be sitting there thinking like, damn, like I could have done that, that, and that differently. And we could have won this game. Or if I, you know, if I would have passed it off instead of taking a shot, we could have gotten those two points. Or if I would have, if I would have hit that free throw or if so-so would have done this, you know, I feel like I would, I would be sitting there thinking, cause I do now, even when I lose just in some regular ass games, like I would think back like, damn, like if I did this and this, I would have won that game. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just going to be like, oh, whatever. So even if I'm on a winning team, that doesn't mean I want to lose, you know, like, we could have 70, we could have 81 wins. We lose that one game. I'm going to be upset because that's a game we should have won, could have won, and had a perfect season. And now I'm sitting here thinking, damn, like, what didn't we do right to lose that game? So I think it just right. depends on the, on the person, you know, and, uh, and and the people. And the type of atmosphere you have in the, in the uh, I think it really comes down to the person, the team, the leader of the team, and how, like, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a boiling pot of a lot of different things that kind of determines how the team handles a loss. Cause if the leader doesn't look mm. and he doesn't care, then like if, oh, okay, like, all right, bro, LeBron doesn't care. So why should I care? You know what I'm saying? Like mm. LeBron type shit. But if you see LeBron over here or Mike or Kobe, you know, mad, this, whatever, you know, like going in the gym afterward, work and work and work and redoing those plays that of the shots that didn't go in and making sure that they go in this time and shit like that. Then you're like, damn, like, he's working that hard after a loss. I should be working that hard. You know what I'm saying? So I should be putting up extra mm. shots. You know what I'm saying? So I think it really all depends on that, that of course the individual itself can take it upon him and, you know, do whatever they need to do and, and take it as hard as they want to take it. But as a team for the team to feel a certain way about it, it has to be a, a the feeling has to be throughout the whole organization. I feel like not just one or two players. Mm. You no. Know? Yeah. Yeah, winning it takes a winning culture as a whole to really make a change with anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I so, have no idea what uh, I'd imagine that the Golden State's like locker room after a loss isn't. They seem like a pretty happy bunch, you know, and and exactly. it's probably a lot more uh, encouraging, you know, as a leader. Uh, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I could also see him going in the gym afterward and putting up shots, you know. So he'd be leading by example. You know, like not everybody has to be an asshole to be a good leader. But if you're able to lead by example and show the people that, yo, like, listen, I'm the best player on the team and I'm still working harder than you. You know what I'm saying? Like that should just be motivation right there. You know, so so I I, I, I could imagine that uh, Golden State's locker room is probably a little happy. Even like near the Knicks, like I don't know how I'd feel if I was in the Knicks. I'm just kind of, <laughs> bro, like I wouldn't be happy. Like, I'd be pissed after every game. Like, right, like, we really are losing like this. Like, I, that would be motivation for me to keep pushing, to work harder. And I, I'd damn near be yelling at all my teammates. Like, why? Like, how are you guys not wanting to stay after and get put up shots? Like, we're literally losing all these fucking games. And that's cool with you. Like, you're okay about that? Like, no, bro. Come on. Ain't shit okay about that. Not at all. That's, and there's not shit about being okay about being middle of the road either. Like, all right, cool. You know. I'm a, I'm a constant eighth seed. That's cool. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to just be some team that barely makes it into the playoffs all the time. Like, I'm like, there's just so many things I could find that would be motivation for someone that's in that situation to want to get better. You know, it's kind of baffling to me how someone that isn't would say that they're not motivated to become the best or make it be a better team or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's because it's, it's, there's this, they're just there. 
you know there's so much motivation in that in that situation i feel like 100 percent, 100 percent, bro 100 percent. let's moving on from that um i do want to switch gears a little bit bro um kind of a gross topic um, if you guys saw the live with me and my homegirl, Dominique, you guys kind of already see me get my thoughts on this. But Pierce, I want to ask you, how do you feel about Boosie and what he did with his sons and nephew? About the, um, like... Buying, purchase, yeah, purchasing oral sex for his, for for them. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it's a little weird, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, because I don't think any kid should even be thinking about that. Like, that shouldn't even be a thought in their minds to begin with. If you're a little ass kid and your your dad or whoever's paying prostitutes or, or just girls or whoever to suck your dick. And it's like mm-hmm. now like your whole life and your whole thinking and everything is is changed from that. You know what I'm saying? Like even if you don't think it's not a, an obvious like change, like bro, if I'm if I was nine, ten years old and I was getting having sex, you know, my dick's like this, this and this. Like the whole mm-hmm. the way I viewed sex, the way I viewed girls, the way I'd view all this stuff be so skewed because of that happening to me at such a developmental age, you know, when I should be fucking reading books and, you know, playing Pokemon and stuff like that. But I'm over here getting, you know, sexual favors from a grown woman. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's you know like, it's just, it's, I, I'm not okay with it. You know, like what a man decides to do with his child is completely up to them. Uh, would I do that? No, not at all. Absolutely not. Um, I and plus he probably didn't even want like, bro. Like, what if his child wanted like just some Hot Wheels for his birthday? <laughs> yeah. Dad comes in, yo, bro, I got you two. I got you two hoes over here, blah blah blah. blah. He's like, uh, what am I supposed to do with these? Like, what's a hoe? That's what I'm saying, right? Like, does did he even know what was going on? Like, again, I don't know what goes on in the household. I don't know, so maybe he didn't know what was going on, but like. If 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 I at the, at that age if that was happening to me I would not know what was happening and what to do you know what I'm saying like I would feel mm-hmm. I would feel mad weird about it you know mad weird about it so, yeah personally no nah, I I think he's tripping on that again I know some people don't you know some people uh, I guess encourage it or are cool about it but I think it's kind of gross I think it's gross that the woman would even do that like yeah. why as a grown woman why would you accept that you feel me? It's, it's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And I mean, just, and the thing is you could easily just think about this from the different perspective. What if it was a, ch- a little girl's birthday? <laughs> you gonna get a grown man to g- do the same shit to her, give her oral, oral sex as a- no, you would not ever no. do that. Never, no, no fucking life. never do that. Cause that's clearly disgusting. But for some reason, when you're talking about a, a, a male child, it's, it seems like, oh, okay, well, it's a guy. Like, nah, bro, it's still disgusting, bro. Like, it, men are just as able to be, especially at a young age, just are just as easily able to be molested and taken advantage of as, as girls, you know, mm-hmm. because we're, they're both are still developing, still innocent, you know, in a sense, you know, still just learning new things and, and, and trusting, you know what I'm saying? So when you have older people taking advantage of them or, or parents, you know, letting their children do this and that and that it's like, bro, like you're letting these people do, you're letting these kids do stuff and they don't even understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and the, the thing is, and then you have adults laughing and, and, and voluntarily doing this to your kids. It's crazy to me, man. It's it's, and I guarantee he would not do that shit with his daughter. So why would he do it with the son? It's just, I don't even know, man. I really don't even know at all. But I wouldn't even be surprised if that's more rampant than we even realize. Like, and not so much parents buying, you know, sexual favors for their children, but young men being in situations like that with older women. I mean, you hear about it all the time. You hear about plenty of rappers have said, like, yeah, like I lost my virginity when I was 12. I, you know, I had this, this, and that. So, which is like, what? That's fucking nuts. And like, that's nuts one. And I guess it would, if it was like a girl of the same age, okay. I mean, that's still weird, but like, okay. But if it's, oh yeah, you were 12 and this woman was 25. It's like, yo, that's statute. Like that's illegal. That is highly illegal. 
you know, but because it's men and because there's a boy, it's almost looked at as like, oh, that's not as big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? Which is horrible and should be changed. But I mean, that I feel like that kind of goes down a, a bigger rabbit hole of just the double standards of when it comes to men, men and women and, 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 and trauma and, and, and how we are expected to handle it and stuff like that. You feel me? So I feel like mm-hmm. it kind of stems to that too, because I feel like with women and, and, and this, I'm not saying this in a, any, in a bad way. I mean, cause I feel like everyone should have help and be able to go to someone, you know, when they're feeling scared or, or that, you know, they need to say, say something to somebody, but I feel like there's a lot more opportunities for women to get help and find a safe space. And this, this and that, not so much for men, you know, and which sucks. It really does. And I feel like that kind of, that kind of is, it's, that's a kind of that with boosting what he's doing kind of falls into that large umbrella of how men are treated differently. And there's certain things that are expected from them emotionally, physically, you know, and, and sexually that for girls would be a, a, wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think about it, but for guys, because it's a guy, it's like, Oh, okay. You know, that's not that big of a deal. Like they can handle that. Like it's okay for them to do, to do that, which it shouldn't be. It shouldn't not be even a little some reason it is. And I can't, I can't even think of a ex- explanation as to why it would be okay for them. You know, like it just, that would have never crossed my mind to get my child that for their birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like just at all. It's, it's, it's gross, bro. It really is, man. 100%. And, and then he goes, oh, we're training them right this way. So not only, it sounds like to me he's homophobic. If you're training them right, or you're trying to push him to be a certain way. Like, what are you training him for? Exactly to like you're. I I think that what he's training them for because he doesn't want them looking at the comments that, that he made towards D Wade and his family. He's transphobic. He's homophobic. All those things are just absolutely terrible. And then if you should really look at the big picture, besides just being disgusting, like Bruce, he should go to jail, bro. Not even jail, prison. Like you went, not only did you go and purchase sex, you went and you purchased it for minors. That is a felony among felony. And then on top of that, the woman that did it, you're right. even worse. Yeah. Like you accepted the money for this. They're honestly equally worse. Like you accepted the money for this in your right mind to go and do that to these kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, oh, go ahead. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the amount of illegalness and the thought process that went behind this and how just disgusting that is for you to go and purchase that for kids. And like these are young men that you're supposed to raise and protect. Mm-hmm. So you don't understand the gravity of what you're doing and how you're affecting them for the rest of their lives. They're going to grow up. I mean, obviously, you know, as someone who's never been in that situation, I cannot speak for someone who has, but I know for a fact that the way they view life is going to be different completely different. The way they interact with people is going to be different. They don't realize it now, but that's going to affect them years and years and years and years down the line about whatever's going on with them and how that's affecting their health. That's going to affect them so much. People don't understand that and they're going to realize it earlier. And, and I would just honestly, if, if that's how they're being raised by him, I wonder what else he's doing. Obviously, you know, you, you, you can't tell someone how to raise their own kids, but there's right and there's wrong. And that is just completely wrong and like disgusting. And it just really makes you wonder what else is going on, what kind of people they're going to grow up to be because that stuff haunts you. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you teaching your kids at home? What are they going to be like when they grow up? This is, this is mind boggling, but what were you going to say? Um, damn, what was I going to say? Oh, I think I was going to say, um, like, yeah, first of all, jail should have definitely been discussed you know i'm so i know people in the comments probably were saying oh he should be going to jail again i just think again it kind of stems back to how tra- traumatizing things that happen to men and traumatizing things that happen to women are handled completely different because i guarantee yeah. you bro if it was a girl if it was a, chi- a female chi- oh, a girl child little girl if it was a little girl and the dad the dad was doing buying that shit for her Bruh, the dot the guy that's but got the money and did the deed is going to prison. The dad's going to you know, like the everyone's getting fucked up if it's a little girl. I feel like, but for little for for boys, 
it, there's certain expectations, I guess, and things that are just kind of looked over. And it's really sad, you know? And the thing is with the girls, like, of course, th- those people should be going to prison. Like, that's n- a no-brainer, you know? And it's not because girls are, are, uh, aren't able to handle it emotionally or, or, or the weaker sex or whatever the case is. Not because of that. It's because that's what's right, you know? And for, for some reason, men are just thought to just kind of push that shit to the back of their head. Or, or that's, you know, they're supposed to be doing that stuff. They're supposed to be exploring at that age. They're supposed to be doing this, this, and that, you know? And it's just like, are they, though? Like, who says that? I don't know, man. It's it's it's, it's really crazy, bro. It's mind-boggling. Bro. And I can't even imagine if I had a friend that did that. Like, bro, like, I would have... I, I wouldn't be friends with him anymore. I'm like, bro, you're disgusting. Wow. Like, you're, I never you're beat disgusting. any guy in the tangle, You're disgusting. So, I mean... I'm definitely going to police. Yeah, bro. I mean, there's a lot of shit that's going to have to happen, man. I just know that I probably wouldn't fuck with them after that. Like, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I I feel bad for the child, man. I really do because it, that's probably, like you said, it's going to fuck with him, fuck with him. And he's not even going to realize how it's going to be messing with his brain, but it is. And he's probably won't even realize until later on. Like, if he ever realizes, you know, if he ever realizes it. And then it, hopefully this uh, doesn't continue with his child, you know, and then his child's child and then, you know, just going down the line. It's just like, bro, like what the fuck is going on? Like, how is this okay? Like get them some fucking video games, man. Like they don't need this shit. Yeah, definitely. So pray for those kids, man. But, um, switching gears off of something to a lighter topic. We had some music come out, man. What have you been listening to? (sighs) I've been listening to, well, I've, uh, I like Polo G's album that came out. Oh, that boy's so cold. That boy don't miss. Someone text me. That was me. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Polo G, you were saying Polo G? Polo G for sure. Um, Futures is cool. I mean, Futures, I like Futures. So, you know, I've, I've listened to his album. I think it's pretty decent. Um, mm. what else? Oh, I've been on like a huge like 60s, 70s R&B soul binge the other day. Just updated that playlist with some... Mm. But yeah, man, those are the two albums I've been listening to. That that Deontay, Deontay Hitchcock album is nice. It's pretty. I gotta revisit it, bro. But it was pretty decent when I first heard it. Yeah, I like it a pretty lot. Decent. I like it a lot. Um, I think it's gonna blow up here soon. I mean, I just really like fuck with his sound and everything. But other than that, man, I mean, I haven't really been listening to that. I know Chief Keith dropped something. The little EP was all right. I mean, but there's really nothing that I've been really banging that's new. To be honest, other than that Polo G of Future. Mm. Yeah, what about you? Which uh, I that Polo G. Um, I think I got maybe two songs left on it, but that shit is tough. That Deontay Hitchcock is hard. Uh I got money now and Angels, but I'm gonna revisit it. My my favorite one is Angels though, for sure. Yeah. Um it's a pretty it's it's a really good song. I like songs with a lot of depth to it, a lot of different lyrics, and on there he really like kind of just goes he touches really deep within with the type of shit he talks about, you know? So I really do enjoy that. Uh, Polo G has a good balance between talking about some of that crazy shit and like that street shit, but still bringing it back to reality. Like he tells a lot of different stories about growing up in the streets, losing friends, having dead homies. Wow. You still got songs like Go Stupid with Son of Vegas and Elite Chopper, which like a really good song. So I think he put together a really good project. Haven't heard Future's project yet. Um, I mean, I know you're not a Future fan, so you're probably going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll, we we don't give it a try, bro. I'm gonna give it a try. I mean, it's a future album, so I mean, it's gonna sound like future, if just so you know. Yeah, oh, thanks. I I didn't know. I didn't realize. I, I appreciate that, though. Man, so don't you know? Just so you know what know what to expect when you get into it, because I know how you are. <laughs> but I like it, man. There's definitely some you know some nice songs in there. I think you. I think you'll fuck with it. Apparently, I didn't even see this, but Rock Him dropped it. It's not even an album; it's a audiobook. Oh, no, I didn't peep that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Rock him drop sweat the technique. I I was geeked until I realized it was an audiobook, and I was like, oh, oh wow, that's yeah. it. That's what I'm saying. I was a little upset about that. Um, I've been listening to uh, Slime and B that Chris Brown and Young Thug take. Yeah, do you like Jesus. that? Yes, you like that. I like it. Do you like it? I listened to this once. I listened to it like one time. And I, from what I remember, it was pretty good. I might have to go back to it again because you're not the first person to mention it. Mm-hmm. So I might have to check that out one more time. Um, I've also been listening to um, Halo by Grip. 
Are you sure you don't want to put me up on grit, bro? Yeah, bro. I G. <laughs> Are you sure? You always tell me that, but every time I listen to Grit, I, I usually remember when people that song. But he is greater than I am. He is I am. Mm-hmm. I sent you, you that. Are you sure, bro? I swear to you. I would I don't need breath. I'd get nothing from saying I put you onto a song, bro. If you put yourself on, then you put yourself on, bro. That's like a hundred percent. I specifically remember sending you that song. Are you sure? Yes, I wish there was a way. Is there a way to go back and like check to see what songs have been? Sent? You you can go uh just go to the text thread and press info and then go down to like uh, I think it's links, and then if you scroll the links, like the songs are in there too. So I'm looking at it right now. Actually, I'm looking at. I, I mean, we send each other a lot of stuff, so I'm really trying to come back here and look. But um, yeah. Oh shit, I'm delete that bitch. Don't say nothing. Um, <laughs> 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 no, but um, yeah, okay, so you did put me up on Grip, and then there's Halo. But did you hear Grip's new EP, Halo? No, I haven't. Fire, I'm gonna send it to you this instant. That that EP is fire. God, send it to me. I'm looking oh. at myself. I'm looking at myself. Nope, too late. Send it to you. Nah, I'm deleting the message. You, you've been put on, and it's on record, so you can't say so you can't lie on my name. I'm deleting the text thread. Oh, but 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 it's on air. Like for the entire world. This as well. Okay. <laughs> um, ooh, I listened to Anyways by Young Nudy. I think I'm pretty much behind on that, but that shit go. Bro, I fuck with you, man. Like, Young Nudy tough, bro. Young Nudy's dope as fuck. He sound at first not gonna lie to me, he sound like a cartoon, but he's hard, bro. I like I like I like Young Nudy. Um, and then we got Heaven or Hell by Don Tolliver. Super dope. That came out already, didn't it? <laughs> It did. It came out. It came out. It came out like last month. But I still rock it with it. Something new. After, something new huh? on this one, because I know Moneybag Yo just dropped like his deluxe album for the shit that he. Oh yeah, he did. I missed that though. I, I completely missed that. So maybe there's something new on that one, or maybe they just. I don't know. I don't. Can you redrop an album? I'm sure you could, but <laughs> if it's as like Young Thug did it with uh, there's so much fun deluxe. He just put on like four songs and then the rest like, of the album. Deluxe is one thing, but I'm saying like for the the uh, Tolliver one, like I was saying, like, is there anything new on that album, like a deluxe version, or is it just the another release of the same one, which doesn't matter? Tolliver? Yeah, he didn't drop a deluxe. That's what I'm saying. So why would he drop it again, or at least why is it on Apple Music as a new release when it came out already? Oh, oh I'm so sorry, bro. I probably sent you. A- Oh, he did a Chop and Slop remix, but I'm sorry if I sent you off. It's not new. It came out like a few weeks ago. He didn't re-release that new shit. Who? Don Tolliver. I think we feel like we're on the we're on two know, different pages. I know. <laughs> I think so because I'm I'm just curious as to why it's on the new releases page when it's not a new release. Oh, I have no clue. That's, that shit, that's the Apple like, that, that 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 Apple stimulus check, the Apple stimulus plan. We don't maybe, push you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I did like that though. Like I do like Don Tolliver. I'm interested to see because I feel like right now he's kind of like just a hook guy, you know. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'd like to see him kind of get out of that lane. But I mean, that's not, that's not a, not a bad lane to be in. That's definitely a money lane. You'll make hella money off just hooks. Because Ty Dolla Sign and Jeremiah are hook kids. They never miss. Never, bro. And they're swimming mm. in cash. So I mean, so I don't know. But it, it'd be interesting to see uh, him kind of progress and kind of come into his own as a. Uh, main act i guess i should say you know definitely definitely so all right guys uh we're gonna wrap it up here give me your social medias my boy uh p bugs on all the important ones at least uh it's pb zero zero g s um pierce anderson on facebook if that's that's really where you want to find me which i don't ever use um p bugs also on apple music check out my playlist i update them all the time hopefully you like the music there if not then fuck you no. <laughs> <laughs> um Vontrell could not make it today, but it's, it's gonna be Vontrell duh on all platforms because it's Vontrell duh. Um Devon Allen on Instagram, D Streets815 on Twitter. Check us out at uh YouTube, ISD and School Detention and on all podcasting platforms. Thank you guys so much for checking us out this week and tell see your you guys. About us. Huh? Tell your friends about the podcast, tell your family about the podcast. Tell your dogs about the podcast. 
tell your tell tell your uh tell your dead granny tell your state politicians about the podcast tell your state farm insurance tell your, tell your priests tell your mailman tell your tell your milkman mm, you your, stole that right from, from me tell your tailor tell, tell your your grocery bagger tell tell your rats in the attic tell your garbage men when you see drake and future drive by Tell you, <laughs> tell your local Walmart representative. Yeah, man, graffiti windows with with in school detention on them. Yeah, oh, yes. The, oh, 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 okay, okay. I don't know about all that because we might get in trouble. So y'all don't do that. But thank you. Throw, throw rocks uh, through people's windows with ice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Pierce Anderson, y'all. That's his name. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Tell everybody. Tell your local Parapro, especially you know Parapro. Listen to. I feel like if we tell a Parapro something, he'll do it. Depending on how cool you are, so or or she, you know, what I'm saying we all inclusive out here. Tell the Parapro, tell the librarian, tell your window man, librarian. tell your neighbor, huh? Librarian. Librarians, what they smart ass. Uh, what I say? Librarian. Tell them too, and your librarians. The head ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You guys have a great week and be safe. Peace.